Hello and welcome to 141 Studio and our continuing coverage of the World Cup. As always, I'm Ryan Whiting and I'm here with Paul Cushing hitting worldies every single minute of every single day. Worldies every minute, every day. (laughs) Write it down. I eat croissants for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's what I do. And if anyone doesn't understand that, croissants are like really hard to make and and are like, I think, the epitome, epitome of the pastry world. So when it's done really well, it's like... It doesn't matter. It's a bad analogy. Let's just move on. He's a weirdo cook. He's a lefty and a goalkeeper. And I apologize. Worldies every minute of every <laughs> single day. Let's just get that over with, okay? All right. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start off serious in this one, as serious as we can, I suppose, and then we're gonna get into the fun stuff afterwards. So uh, Paul wanted to make sure we hit the human rights stuff that's happening in Qatar. I agree. It's very important. So. I'll let him kind of start and take over on that, and uh, and I'll jump in when necessary. I just, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, before you get real started, you like that? You like how I was like, okay, you fine. Get, I like that Here's you your segment. Yeah, 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 you put this on me. I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's why I was kind of laughing. I was like, word, you're just gonna just gonna leave me out there and like oh, all right. you're gonna put me on this like tiny soapbox so I can <clears throat> preach to other people, which is not what I want to do. This is more yeah. of just be, um, being aware of of what is going on right now. Much like um, a suicide pass to the middle for Christian Pulisic. You're on your own, buddy. Oh, yeah, like a medicine ball? Yeah. <laughs> like a hospital ball, that's a better. Medicine yeah, yeah. ball, I mean, either way, I guess. It's I watched serious. a couple of those against uh, against England where it's like, ooh, buddy, you're trying to get him killed. Uh, yeah, I mean. Anyway, it, sorry. There's I, been some of those things. That, yeah, anyway. I derailed um, you. No, no, no. This is this is good. I want to I first want to say that these human rights atrocities are are deplorable. I want to say that first and foremost. But I I find it I've been having this thought in my mind about about how a lot of these countries are, you know, coming out and, you know, like, oh, what you're doing is so terrible. When some of these nations have created some of the systems that have been put in place in these countries and not like they're not necessarily taking ownership of the thing that they've done. So like Britain is a great example of this. I know. Here we go. Here we go. Marty starting this. I, I love how this is starting. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to, it's really hard for me sometimes to hear people say like, oh, this is a terrible thing and it should be stopped when there's no real action being taken to stop it sometimes. Or like people are just like outraged to be outraged instead of actually like looking at like how this whole thing has occurred from how did the this, beginning. How did we get here? Yeah. You know, like the kafala system and, and all the things that have occurred. And it really bugs me sometimes when we don't take a deeper look into how this has occurred and like who really started it or like not like who really started it but like who like where did like where did these origins come from like what are the people that really kind of helped like fuel this fire Mm -hmm. and like why is it so hard now to stop it you know and it's a lot of these european nations have a lot of questions to ask themselves about why we are in this problem to begin with Specifically after World War One and World War Two, France and England decided to be involved in the Middle East and it has gone splendidly, as you can as you can imagine. I mean, the UK has been in the Middle East for like almost two hundred years at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Egyptian a, cotton. They oh, the they owned thing. Yeah, yeah, Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just sometimes it really bothers me. And it's not to say like where does it stop? This is like obviously like there comes a time where everyone must stand up and and like yeah take your stand take make your sure stand that in the whole thing but yeah. we also must like take accountability for the things that we did to create the thing to create this system in the first place right it doesn't just come from nowhere 
There are reasons why things are the way they are. There are reasons why people do what they do. And it always is like history isn't a straight line. It goes up and down. Right. Like and you can you can track how how things have have gotten to be the way they are throughout all of history if you look hard enough. Yeah, I completely yeah. And I just think I I've, I've too often have have been frustrated by by hearing some of these things. And like the the other thing is like Qatar like being an autocratic nation. Like there could have been other ways in which that could have been different, and it wasn't. Yeah. And there are other things like and this idea like we I brought this up last week about the money that's involved in this thing mm-hmm. and how. Qatar is a very oil-rich nation. They have lots of resources in crude oil, and same thing with Saudi Arabia, and the same thing with like a lot of those nations surrounding. And like, it's amazing how they have all of this reach and power because they have this resource that is dwindling or is supposedly dwindling. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the real facts on it, but (laughs) I'm not a scientist. I mean, fossil fuels are like bad. We'll just say it's not a good thing to be using. I'm not saying that I'm not a hypocrite because I use it quite often. But I think it's amazing how much power and sway they have because of the thing that they really control. Like OPEC. OPEC. They have they yeah. essentially have this union or this what's a better what's another word for that? Um uh, cartel. Any of those things you want to call it. Like there's trade a bunch conglomerate. Of, trade conglomerate. I call it a cartel. A name for it. But essentially they have this thing and they can monopolize how oil is produced and how much oil can get put out on, in any given moment and it can make things really difficult and I feel like just because they have these things they have so much money and power that they can just cater they can just like force people to their will they're like oh well, maybe we won't just maybe we just won't give you oil for a while and see what happens you're like wait a second what what are you talking about no no but we ha- actually happened this year it wasn't just the war that uh that increased the price of gas there was some like trade things going on with OPEC and you know everybody just kind of looked around and was like hey we can make a lot of money if we decide to just raise the prices on everything and yeah. it's kind of what happened um was it like mobile was it mobile that had like record profits or something like like a couple of the gas companies yeah. had record profits or um yeah. Like oil companies that compare record profits over the last over the last couple of years, you're like, wait a second. And the thing is, is that oil dropped below like ten dollars a gallon at one point or a barrel. Uh, um, so crude oil during the pandemic was worth negative ten dollars a barrel. If you could store it, they would pay you to take it. I should have just bought in crude, huh? Should have just bought a shit ton of crude and then tried to, I don't know, sell it now to refineries. But the other thing is, is that there's. Well, couldn't you just buy it like as like a stock? I don't know. I mean, you got to do stuff to it to make it be gas uh, and various other oil related products. I don't know the specifics on it, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, like you make plastic out of it. And stuff, I mean, you can so do like, anything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you can do anything. Yeah, there's a lot of things that can be done. You also it. have to be like you have to have very specific measures to to actually store crude oil. Right. Like you, it had to be like secure locations and stuff. So it wasn't like you could just roll up a barrel and be like, "Cool, give me my ten bucks. I'll take some oil." It's not like it's always sunny and you've got like uh, <laughs> Mac and Tennis and right, right, yeah. just rolling up some some old oil drums. Yeah, and Charlie, like they're like, "Hey, we want to buy barrels." It's like you're not allowed to do that. And they're like, "Why right. not?" And you're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> right, right. It's like we can't sell your gas. And you're like, "Well, it's like yeah, of course you can. You don't know how to count it." He's like, he's <laughs> like, "Can you take this back?" He's like, "No." It's like. Why? <laughs> Why? It's like, <laughs> right. Is it because is it because is it because you can or you don't want to? And he's like both. <laughs> <laughs> right. Both. 
now that you bring it up, I also don't want to do it for you. Um, yeah, so some of like the specific things that have happened in Qatar, uh, no rainbows, um, which is fun because there are certain things that aren't even related to um, the LGBTQA plus community mm-hmm. that use rainbow symbolism. Uh, someone tried to take a, I forget what it is specifically called, uh, a Morocco fan was bringing a Berber flag in, which has like five colors in like the rainbow mm-hmm. on it. And uh, they were trying to confiscate it. And he's like, dude, look at it. It has the like, it has the cutlass and star. It's a like, it's a Berber flag. It's a pirate flag. Like, you know, it's it's a support of Morocco thing. And then the uh, the rainbow bucket hats. Oh, yeah. Uh, those have been well from you, Wales. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Like where yeah. it was just the, the women's who were getting taken and not the men. Yeah. Like that was like a thing. So <laughs> they like they took like everybody's and then they like were like, oh, yeah, you can wear them, but only the men and no women. And that feels dirty and wrong. And terrible. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grant Wall. I know you wanted to touch this. Grant Wall oh, yeah. wasn't allowed into the stadium because he was wearing a rainbow shirt. Initially. Yeah. So like he was in the stadium uh he was um they were getting ready for i think it was like wales usa or is it yeah i think it was wales yeah. usa and he's in he's just in a rainbow he's in a he's in an lgbtq a plus uh, t-shirt and the the security guards won't let him in yep he's like you have to take that shirt off or you're not allowed in he's like no i'm allowed to wear this shirt like i can ha- i can wear this shirt he's like i'm i've got a press pass man i'm allowed in yeah, yeah and and it took like a while before like he essentially was he went they 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 essentially took him to a security office they were like you're taking the shirt off now you're not allowed to like you're not gonna wear it yeah. like this here and he was like no no i'm i'm gonna wear this like what are you talking about this is ridiculous and he was like verbally and like almost physically threatened to to take the shirt off and then finally someone came in and was like we're really sorry about this like we yeah made a mistake and it's like you don't even realize the mistake has already occurred like it's <laughs> right yeah you're you're already this all i'm a journalist and here's the already thing. gonna happen yeah and yeah. here's the thing right they were like oh we're just protecting you from the other people in the stands that was what it was about and he's like, oh, the U.S. and Welsh fans, or like the, you know, the Qatari nationals that, like, you know, probably like that. That I don't know. The, that's what they were like. Oh well, if the Qatari nationals see you, they're gonna hurt you. And it's like, give me, all right. I mean, maybe, and maybe they can try. This is the other thing too. So we were talking about. We talked last week about sex outside of marriage and how. Like, that's not allowed, and you can't do this or that. There have been reports that people who have traveled to Qatar, like some women have been assaulted, sexually assaulted and raped, and they have gone to the police saying that that has happened and they've been arrested for having sex outside of marriage. Yeah, that was... that. Uh, this is a horrible thing. Also, I feel like probably you can't... You, like, you're not going to get any help from the cops there. Like, it, that was never... It's really depressing. Right. And really sad. Right. And like, really... that's that's one of those things where, like, yeah, you, you, you got to know that they're not going to help you, you know? Like... It's it's just like it's just all these signs that that um, that you, you know sometimes you just don't you really you don't realize that the decision you've made isn't necessarily the most sound until you start really looking in in like deeper and you start seeing these like little details here and there and like this is like one of those signs of like yeah this was not the best decision right and I think everybody kind of knew in the lead up everybody was like hey this is gonna be bad right um right but it's like it's it's really bad yeah it's real I think it's really bad oh and then the, the, the housing situation I, mean, I wanted to make sure I brought this up like um because this is a uh, to me just <laughs> 
<laughs> Just another thing that is indicative, right? Qatar spent $200 billion. Two, $200 billion. I want to say that again. Billion. B. B-I-L-L. I O N billion dollars, two hundred billion dollars to do to be part of this, right? I used to be able to do the math on this, but I, it's not coming to me right now. Give me one second, keep talking. And the thing that's incredible about this is when it comes to like housing for the people who are coming to the country, a lot of it is done. Um, a lot of it is in tents and in like shipping containers. And the shipping containers, I guess, aren't so bad, but the tents. So the tents are just these like tarp tarpaulin tents or tarp tents Mm -hmm. and there's no like heat regulation there's no like air conditioning or anything to keep the the fans cool or anything and water is scarce and you have to pay for bottled water and you have communal showers and washing areas and you how much they're paying every night to be part of that it's like over 200 it's like between 200 and 300 dollars a night and you you share a room with another person so you don't get a room to yourself you you, i mean you could if you're with a buddy but you get two twin beds and then you don't get much else and you get some food that's included in it but it's like fire festival stuff it's like like yeah like apples and oranges yeah well, not even. I would no, say like, it's like crappy yeah. bread and like ah, yeah, sandwiches, yeah. things like that. It's like granola it, bars bought in bulk from a BJ's. It's it's um that's at least like one of the or things Costco, that they're talking I guess, about. Yeah, to not be very very New England about it. Yeah, feel very cynical about. But the uh, the idea is, <laughs> um, the thing that's really sad is that these people are were are paying like premiums to be there. Yeah, and they're getting nothing in return for it. And it just it, to me, it's about this is like a bigger problem with FIFA. FIFA might not recover from this. There, there is an opportunity. I know that um, UEFA mm-hmm. and uh, Cannonball mm-hmm. have both been very like frustrated with FIFA mm-hmm. over the probably the last three or four de- decades. And if they get together, like they're inviting the Cannonball teams to uh, to the UEFA Nations League. I mean, you know, if they decide, you know what, fine, we'll just take over all of it. We'll all get together and we'll just do it ourselves. Not give FIFA any money. We'll yeah. make our own thing. You yeah. know, now they don't have any teams. They're a useless body that I mean. Take your money and go, man. You're done. We're we're done with you. And there's an opportunity like, you know, a lot of these federations are looking at it. This is pretty bad. Nobody's really happy with what's happening here. No. Like, it, it, they, there's a lot of, like, there's also, too, like, the fans that are there. Like, are they being treated properly? Like, are they, are they given, are they actually getting a good experience? And it's not to say, like, uh, this is not me saying, like, bad experiences aren't, like, hu- like cannot be beneficial to the, the human psyche and the human good. But I feel like if you're paying thousands of dollars to go to this tournament, like, right. thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of dollars, like, right. I think you should have a better expectation than living in a tarpaulin tent. And, right and um and like not being able to express yourself having to be very careful or you know something very bad is going to happen to you yeah like you like you could be raped and be arrested for being raped for, right right like that kind of bullshit the thing is is none of this is a surprise no everyone knew this was going to happen no this is exactly what fifa was made to a lot of money on this and that's it that's that's what happened Infantino's uh, words spoke louder. Usually actions will speak louder than words, but his words spoke really loudly the, right before the World Cup started. And I think we we briefly got into it last week, but mm-hmm. his words about like comparing 
this just comparing redheads to like inequality and and the lgbtqa plus community all those things like just you sit there and you're like wow like you do not you are not reading you're not seeing what the big problem is right you have no idea what you really are looking at or you're being willfully dismissive and not and willfully misunderstanding on purpose yeah and I um, believe, I think that, yeah, there's also a part of that going on with him, too. I think he's yeah. trying to just be like, hey, Katar, like, w- like hold on, hold on. Like, we're going to make this look better. Like, I'm going to spin this the right way. Yeah. And he just feel like he just put the ball in his own net in a way. I'm going to be honest. I don't think FIFA cares how Qatar feels about this now. It's already happening. If you want to uh, get everyone in the world mad at you all at once, that's on you guys. FIFA wants it to work out well because, like, again, FIFA's struggling here. This one's not going to go over well. They're losing a lot of negotiating power quickly. But, like, it's not their problem anymore. Now it's nope. a Qatar problem. We brought it here. Now it's your mess, guys. Good luck. Yeah, right, um, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it, it's it's interesting to, to see. Like, I know it's just frustrating to think about. Um, I know FIFA does not give a single fuck about any of the human rights violations. They're very, fuck you, we got ours. And they're going to do it again. I mean, shit. What did the U.S., Mexico, and Canada give FIFA to get the World Cup? You know? You got to make bids. So we'll just do this again in four years. I mean, maybe a little bit nicer. Those are at least slightly more developed countries. It, this and this is another problem too that um I'm like this is like where I'm also struggling a little bit too because like a lot of these people a lot of these countries that are um pushing back to or like how they develop nations with things mm-hmm. that are already set in place and it's not to say that Qatar doesn't have a lot of it but they don't they're they mean they have lots of money they have lots of money that's the thing they have lots of resources like right that can a- a- affect the but world they are not them. a highly developed country but they're not a highly developed yeah. country they're an autocratic conservative state highly conservative um, state. that I, I'll be perfectly honest like has hospitals and schools and nice things and shopping malls and all of it is paid for by a ruling class that really kind of only does it to look good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that they have a great way of life right. you know and I don't know man that's that's real depressing um, <laughs> what was what was your point gonna be I was just thinking about you know the United States Mexico and Canada it's really easy because a lot of this like it'll be an easy thing to, to host because it's all done right they already have all the stadiums they need what they're gonna go to the Azteca they'll go to like what Toronto the, the Azteca has to be like renovated but they'll I mean the Mech they'll deal with that yeah but that's one. like you know mine as well yeah like, absolutely and I then, are they going to make it more fan friendly? Because that's like the most hostile stadium on earth. I love it. No, they right. should keep it the way it is. Right, keep it, keep it the like basically lion's cage. It is oh, where yeah. you're like, oh shit, we are we are not safe here. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. I think yeah. that's kind of what it's going to be. And then yeah. the, I think the other one is the one in Guadalajara, the stadium, that beautiful stadium they built. Yeah. And then there's one in Monterrey. There, all three of those will be part yeah. of it. They is the one in Guadalajara beautiful. the one that you can see the like down the mountain? That's Mon- uh That's Monterey. Oh, okay, okay. And the one in Guadalajara is like they like encased it in the ground. Oh yeah. Cool? Okay. Yeah yeah. 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 Oh, those are beautiful stadiums. Yeah. So that's it's like kind of yeah. like all right. That's pretty cool. So like, do we know where the where it's going to be played in the United States? I'd imagine Columbus will get one. No, no, no. It'll be big stadiums. They're not none so? of the small stadiums no? are going to get okay. a, stadium, um, a thing. But like, it'll be L.A., Miami, Boston. Well. 
Gillette. That's why Gillette's kind of uh, one of the reasons why Gillette's doing all that extra work is so that it oh, so really that nice they get the World, World Cup. Cup. Okay, yeah. and they are. And they, I hear that there's a possibility that they will get a semifinal in the process as well. <sighs> big deal. I biggins. That's a biggins, right? So there. Um, we'll we'll be real nerdy about like the uh, New England Revolution for a second. They've been trying to get a soccer only stadium in Boston for a very long time, and if like Boston kind of sees like holy shit look at what's happening in Foxborough during the World Cup maybe you can finally push that through it's you know what'll happen actually sooner than that is they'll find a way to make Gillette seem like a soccer stadium like they'll find a way to like canopy the fucking thing so that it'll look like 25,000 people instead of trying to move to Boston that's honestly that is what I think is gonna I mean they've been they've been trying for a good decade on this stadium they've been trying for Essentially, since after they built the first stadium, <laughs> right? You know, like after they built Gillette, they've been trying to figure out a way to to build and, a. And Boston really just doesn't want it. Boston is notoriously impossible to get anything built in. It, Worcester would be happy to have them. Worcester's kind of starting, to, yeah, starting to make a push for like it's got a couple minor league teams, a sort of rebuilding downtown. Maybe that ends up looking I mean, more appealing, but I, I feel don't like know. it's got to be in Boston. Yeah, I mean, it it would be big. It would I know be that big. I know that that wouldn't be great for all of New England, and would be really crappy for people like in Vermont, which is where I live. But um, <laughs> I mean, but it, it's I think in the in the end, I it's think easier that's what to get it is. to Boston than Foxborough. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Anyway, that's that's enough. But yeah, so like some of the talk. same. Yeah, yeah, some of the uh, like I think it'll be like uh, Seattle. Um, yep. Like uh, the big Oracle. Big no. Um, MetLife. I think it's MetLife. That In the, New Jersey? No. Oh, yeah, shit. What are the sea? Where do the Seahawks play? I thought it was, I don't know if it's like a different name for the stadium. I remember it as Lumen Field. I don't know if that's right. It, anyway. That might be right. I, that, I don't know if it's right anymore. Yeah. But. So they, they get naming rights. I, they change names often enough. Yeah. And then, yeah, and the, I think, um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. I think um, Philadelphia is another one. Is another, oh, okay. Like the, stadium um, host, yep. yeah. And then in yep. Canada, I think it's Vancouver. What does Vancouver have? They have BC Place, which is like a 50,000-seater. Okay, um, okay. It's a really beautiful. The Whitecaps play, but they like have a canopy system, so it looks like... So it looks like it's smaller. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so, You'll get 50,000 for the... Oh, The hard up. thing about the uh, the World Cup in like, that area is it. they might have vastly underestimated how big... <laughs> <laughs> that travel is like I, the that was the thing like right like the one thing about Qatar that is kind of nice is that it's a very small nation like right like land wise it's so, like all the stadiums are in the same city essentially they're like 50 everything is like 50 to 100 miles apart like i don't think there's like that much distance between everything so <laughs> right so it's like actually not so bad with which the is like travel less than from here to boston yeah yeah, you know, in a, in a way, like, I think that's, like, it's, like, 50 miles, like, the width of the country is only 50 miles at its yeah, widest. it's not very, not very big. You know, so, in a way, you know, uh, like, you cut, and then next time we're going to go to the United States and people could be traveling 9,000 miles round trip <laughs> to do, go to play in two different games. Yeah. I Time think what zones, will happen, guys. Yeah, I think what will happen is that you'll have teams in certain areas, so they'll minimize travel at the beginning, and then the large traveling happens during, like, the quarterfinals and semifinals yeah. and all of that, but... Look at us already looking ahead to the next World Cup. I know we haven't even gotten into the the group like past the group stages of this one, and we're already right already into the All United right. States as I I belch into the microphone. <laughs> All right, are you ready to uh, make it to want to talk about the group stages now? I just want to say uh, one last thing. Okay, um, the housing is deplorable. 
and it just to me it's like i i just think about like how like fans are one of the biggest parts of this game and how little they're represented properly in the game and how how often we how often they're minimized because because of money you know like qatar there's <laughs> there's lots of stories of qatar kind of buying people to come to the to the to the world cup to to yeah you know cheer on teams so they look like they have fans at the stadium and it says a lot to me that that countries don't aren't able to represent themselves there because it's that expensive to do the thing yeah and that is a bigger problem that i have too with fifa and like how this whole thing is is being seen and and how it's no longer about just every person going it's about like how can we make this look good for us which sucks the world cup has become about the money all right let's uh let's get into the group stages Hello, this is Nate, the editor at 141 Studios, and we are going to continue with the group stages in our next episode. See you there, and bye bye